This was after criticism from Greg that my artwork was shitty and we need to update. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Tim's adopted like an antagonistic uh, uh, role tonight. Welcome to Atlas Bot, a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. This is episode 32 entitled, The Competitive Spirit Clause. Okay, gentlemen, let's go. Good to see you, GK. How you doing? Привет, boys. What? That's hello in Russian. <laughs> oh. Hello. For all our Russian listeners, yes, yes that's great. Gosvidanya. J-Lo, how you doing? That's J-Lo Key, Joseph Lo Key. Oh, I thought it was because <laughs> you were looking up at my Jennifer Lopez is on the podcast tonight. I'm recovering from roller coasters and go-karts. Grandpa duty, right? Grandpa duty. It was quite so fun. You have to take Dramamine for that, Joe. I, I find that I, unfortunately, with my advanced age, I have to take Dramamine if I do anything like that. It's the truth. And Swag. How are you today, Swag? I'm good. What's happening, fellas? Good to see you. So we, we had a good spirited discussion about different philosophies of how to build a winning team. Unfortunately, we had this before the call started, but luckily I recorded it. So I'm going to move over and insert that right here. So you all can hear our discussion on what winning strategies are. Jack needs coffee. He's trying to keep up with us three winners. That's right. That's right. Tim, did I tell you what a brilliant stroke of genius it was to make this first game 10 days long? (laughs) (laughs) Pure genius. You know, at some point, guys, you're going to have to like pick a line and stay there can't just change episode to episode. There's nothing. I went back and listened today just to make sure. We were very clear that we're trying to win. We made a a statement at the beginning of the season that our focus was on the future, but we were still going to try to win. I didn't win, but the four highest scorers in the league this week were on this podcast. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. I mean, what does that say about you guys? That's, I mean. Yes. If you are one of the fourth highest, Will you be one of the fourth highest at the end? Part part of my philosophy this year, part of why I finally decided to break down and take a shot at it is because we were so fucking wrong so fucking often. I figured, fuck it. 
if we're going to be wrong, maybe I'll be one of those teams that we're wrong about and end up making the playoffs. So, so when you listened to last week's episode, you did hear say twice, I called it out and Greg called it out that on day three of the season, you were done. What I was saying at that point is I had a philosophy that was for the future. Once the season started, that philosophy ended. Now I'm playing game by game. <laughs> I don't think he said he lost interest. What, what, how did you say it? You said it, uh, geez, I was kind of hoping the week was over that, oh, well, and then you're like, oh, shit, I got a whole nother week to watch this. So I'm paraphrasing. That is correct. Yeah, but, okay. but that would be the case if it was a short week and I was getting beat by Joe by 15 points on Thursday. That week <laughs> is over. Mathematically, then that week would have been over. I was happily surprised that I still had a game to watch. Yeah, just you can't you, you just pick a line and take it, man. Like you, you can't be in and out. I, my line is very I'm I'm very clear. I have built my team for the future yet somehow been able to score almost as many points as your fucking superstar team. That's my line. That's what it's been. That's what it's going to continue to be if it, somehow I continue to do that. Jack's a stand-up philosopher like Mel Brooks was. The the difference between you and the ninth best team is less than the difference between you, your team, and my team. So the fact that Joe's team is busting the curve doesn't make your team that much better. I absolutely agree. Now, Joe's team, if you remember last week, I said could possibly be the best team ever. Joe, of course, tried to knock that down, but... Uh, That's ridiculous. Well, I, I mean, right. That's how, more how, insulting than what you're saying about me and Greg. Are you recording this all? I hope. See if we can get you guys on tape to say what the fuck you're doing this season. No, no, because this is good stuff. And if we're not, you know, we didn't start officially, but this well, is good stuff. I want to, what is specifically are we doing this season? Me and you, me and Greg, I want Tim oh. to say what Greg and Jack are doing this season. Do you want me to restate what you have stated that you're doing? Yeah, we're building for the future. We're trying to win now and building for the future. Yes, go ahead, restate it. I I could load my team up with 22-year-olds and say, I could say I'm trying to win now. I could say I'm going to put in active players now. But, oh, thank you, sweetheart. Yeah, you could say that, but that wouldn't even fit into what uh, the... <laughs> Tim breaks his asshole character to have a minute right. of humanity there with his lovely wife. <laughs> Tim Carey would not be proud of you. My, just my point is, is that you're saying, hey, I'm going to come into the season and I'm building for the future. You both have said that. Correct. That's right. Absolutely. I am building for the future. Which means I'm not building for today, this week, or next week. Teams use this kind of language all the time. You know, they talk about their window. You know, their their window is closing or, you know, in different sports as well. They have a window where they're going all in for one year. Nobody like says, oh, so you don't care about the future. You don't care about the future. No, they do. But they're, they're, they, they recognize that based on their current composition of their roster, that this is their moment. And they feel like they have a strong chance to compete for a championship. And conversely, Jack and I certainly want to win. We're competitive guys, but we recognize the, um, the challenge that we might have. And so we're building for the future, even though we're still very competitive and trying to win now. Right. And that's kind of what I was trying to say before. Right. I built the minor league system that I built for a reason. I did that over those few months while I was doing it. I was still paying attention. I don't think that, uh, you know, Justin Smoke is a 9.4 or whatever, you know, whatever that would balance out for a normal week. But, you know, when I got him, he was, I was kind of excited. He was the type of guy I was hoping to get. I knew I was going to get second tier or worse. So I was hoping to get some second tier guys that may overperform and, 
give us a couple of wins here and there along the way. Again, do I expect to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. But I don't expect to have uh, one of the better teams this year. I think that's very clear. Uh, And I am not saying anything different. What I'm saying is own it. Love it. Mm -hmm. Get excited about a young guy doing well. Well, I'm going to get excited about Justin Smoke. Give me a 9.4 if I can get (laughs) enough of those. Uh, You know, no, I'm still, I'm playing, I I guess, in your head. Once you commit to next year, then you just give up on this year. I mean, I've already traded my staff pick next year, so that has no value to me. If anything, I want to win to give Greg a worse pick. This is not so subtle psychological warfare on Tim's part. No, it's not. It, it, it's it, literally listen, just saying, just, come hey, on, guys, hey, pick a line down, and go with it. It's not, this this no, is my time. There's no psychological this is my warfare. Greg, what's your record? 1-0, baby. Officially, it's 0-0. Officially. I don't want to insult you guys because you probably deduced this yourself, but what Tim's trying to do here is create a dynamic in which he, he compels people to try to compete and go all in every year so that we maintain, a, 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 we, we sacrifice the future. And so we stay in a <laughs> mediocre rut so that Tim can continue to try to Justin, his massive ego and, and Justin, win every year. That yeah. Justin episode pissed him off. Now he wants all of us to fucking get rid of our minor league guys. If, That's If it makes you guys feel any better, I understand exactly what you're doing. And I understand that you're both trying to win this year. I get it. Pussy. You know that Joe understands Thanks, Joe. Kind no of way. Me, That's no. <laughs> hey, fucking Joe finally no, gets something. No, no. What I'm saying is, we can't have an uh, we can't have a podcast where everyone's in one week, out the next week. I'm trying to win, but you're really out, not in, trying to out. win. Actually, it worked really well last year when Greg no. was in and out every week. No. Your focus this year is to see the young kids advance to the point where they can be competitive next year when you mix in some sure. veteran players. Of course, I want to win this year. I, I want to win so bad this year that this that within this massively long game, I dropped Jed Lowry and then I picked him back up again in the same game. If there's one thing I got to say, Greg, is that you're absolutely right about the fact that you you do spend money. You spent money in this league every single year, and and I think ultimately, if you were not making moves and not spending money and just being miserly like a lot of these teams in the major leagues do, that's different. I respect you there, and and I think. Jack, you've been making some moves too. So the reality is, is that that would really piss me off. All I'm saying is you guys talking about wanting to win. I mean, I get it. Like it's exciting to get the W, but that's not part of your philosophy right now because you're not trying to maximize your wins every week. Correct. Right. I'm not going to go slip my my, my wrist because if you walk into a couple of them, that's great. Sure. But even more, like I said, in my particular situation, even more so than the norm, again, part of the benefit of losing i guess in my situation would be my my pick next year and i don't even have that within the last few days it looked like i had a fucking snowball's chance at hell of catching (laughs) fucking joe at one point so it was exciting i was surprised to be excited especially against joe you know we'll we'll see hopefully uh I'll, i'll get to continue to be excited some this year um, the, the benefit of it, yes, is that if I don't and I go 0-19, then yes, I'm building towards next year and get to be excited about the future. I, it's the it's a, a win-win in that, in that scenario. I'm just saying that if you win, right, it's probably because you stole one, right? So just own it, right? <laughs> I just, I stole one. 
Great. Not at this point. No, no. At this point, maybe you could say that and, and maybe that'll be the case in a couple weeks. Uh, but maybe Greg's team is good. Maybe maybe he picked the right guys. Maybe he's got a couple guys that are better than everyone thought this year. That It happened last year. If you had gathered up all of those guys each year, you'd have a pretty good fucking team of the Zimmermans. And even if it was for a half season at a time, if you were right and you started from scratch, you could almost compete with the guys that aren't expected to be as good as they are. Yeah. So. Well, if Jed Lowry has a fucking year where he averages over seven, <laughs> then yeah, absolutely. That, that one that might we, be a little reach. Yeah. Well, that that's his fucking best player, Jack. Tim, Tim's bitter because he's assembled an all-star team and it's not, you know, and he's not thrashing the league. You're just right. bitter because you're not right. thrashing the league. You know what's funny? You know what's really funny is the two of you holding hands, skipping along and agreeing to <laughs> let's be buddies. <laughs> let, let's go ahead. Oh, oh, that's such a good move, Greg. Oh, Jack, that was such a smart move. It's kind of weak. All right, boys. Own your strategy. I've done it. I've torn down teams to come back to win World Series. Enough with the I'm trying to win bullshit. Tim, your mind games are... You, you guys are doing exactly what the fucking Dreamers did last year. And last year, you two were spitting fire. <laughs> and this year, it's, hey, okay, all right. High five. Great strategy. It's weak. No, your mind games are weak. You're mischaracterizing it as a philosophy to not win in the present. No, the philosophy is we want to win, period. No, no, it's hey, not. Hey, no, that's, no, what no, I, no. that's what I have hey, a problem hey, with. Look, because look, if Tim, you, no, no. Mr. Uh, you've been here. saying that. I've given you plenty of time to say it. But basically, if you had a choice to get a hot prospect who could be good in two years or Jed Lowry, who's having a fucking career year, you're going to take that prospect seven no. times out of seven, <laughs> ten times out of ten, hundred L- times out of hundred because you're not trying to win this week because you're trying to win down the road. It's April 8th. And Jed Lowry's having a career year and on April 8th. Jed Lowry's having a career year. Okay, now, now, now if you if, if stop interrupting me. Zimmerman did it last time. Zimmerman did it last time. Some, somebody called Tammy in the room. I, I need Tim to shut up for a second. Give me, I'll take a bite of my sandwich in a second. You can speak all you want. The, the point is, uh, is that Jed Lowry, look at Ryan Zimmerman. What, four seasons he was a, he was a bust. Suddenly he came out of nowhere. Jed Lowry could be the Zimmerman of this year. Except he's not on Chris's team. That's the only difference. Yeah, he could but they're be. everywhere. Justin Smoke did it last year. Uh, uh, Logan Morrison. There's, there's, like I said, they're, 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 you know, and there probably won't be the same guys this year. I'm just saying that those guys do exist. You're being disingenuous. If, if Justin, Sm- if you came down to it and you had to either place get a, a hot prospect who would be number ten next year, or Justin Smoke, and you could only take one of them, you'd drop Justin Smoke in a hot minute. So don't say you try to win. All you're doing is you're putting the best players in that you have. That's not trying to win. That's your putting damn a competitive sandwich. lineup. Take a bite of your damn sandwich. <laughs> I will. Go ahead. You probably got three or four there, thank God, so I'll have a chance to speak this evening. Respond. Hey, man, I got to keep this dad bod, you know. Exactly. Looking, you're you're <laughs> looking doing like well. Dad bod. Yeah. That's the only thing that gives me comfort is you're going to stop talking long enough to eat, so I should have plenty of time to speak tonight. <laughs> so now let me get this out here. Uh, you, you, you're, you're mincing words. My goal is to win not this year, not next year. My goal is to win, but applying logic to the situation and reviewing my roster compared to the rosters of my competitors, I've made a determination. The best opportunity, there's no guarantees or anything, is in the future based upon where your rosters are and where my rosters are. So I don't have a philosophy that says I don't want to win now and I only want to win the future. I want to win. But I've made a, a logical calculation that the best opportunity to do that lay in building for the future. You know, but believe me, if two or three of your starters go down, if I win this week, um, you know, I, I'm just as ha- I want to win. I, I'd be thrilled 
to make the playoffs. I don't have a, a philosophy that says no matter what, I've committed to losing this year so that I can be good in 2020. My logic in the right. composition of my roster tells me that it's more likely to be right. successful. In the- that's where that's what I'm trying to say. No, week. but that's what I'm Just, right. That's that's my that's exactly what I'm saying. There, again, we made a conscious effort to focus yes. on the future. Yes, yes. absolutely. No yeah, doubt not about because it. I love the future, because out of out of logic and necessity. Sure. I'm not disputing that teams do it right. all the time, but right. to say that my philosophy is that I don't want to win now is, is a, you're, you're extrapolating something there that separate isn't situation. There. Right. Right. You have the, the, the initial situation and then separately from that is the desire to win. I, again, I love the kissy face, right? But the whole point here <laughs> is that if it came down to it, you're going to put the future over the present. Unless, Greg, you said, unless Correct. things materially change. Mm-hmm. So so stop with the I'm trying to win bullshit. You're trying to put your best players in that you have, but your whole roster makeup. In an effort to lose? I'm not saying you're trying to lose, but you're definitely not trying well, to win. But you're saying we're not well, you're trying, trying to win. win or so what, what are we trying to do? Trying to, are we trying to tie? You're trying to build the best <laughs> team for the future. For that. It doesn't, I'm, I'm, trying, saying I'm it doesn't, trying to follow the most expedient path to being a winning team. Correct. Yes. Ask, right. Yes. Correct. But Let me ask you a question. Trying to win if this week. somehow, some yes, way, no. if somehow, some way, one of our teams was able to beat your team this year for the championship, it'll happen. Do you not think we would enjoy that? I think you would absolutely enjoy that. Absolutely. I, what I'm saying is that it's disingenuous for you guys to say you're trying to win when literally you're not trying to get the best players. Of- yes, I am. No, you are trying to do the best players that you have today in your no, lineup. No, Joe, did I not make you a trade offer? If the Dreamers were on here, they they would say that I tried to make them a trade offer. But did you make a trade offer involving prospects for an older yes. player? Yeah, I did. As a matter of fact, what was the offer? I, I try. I, don't, I forget exactly who I offered, but I tried to get Yelich from the Dreamers. Try to get Yelich back. Oh, I thought you said from Joe. And I had Yelich. I like Yelich, you know, but he's not exactly, you know, Stanton. But I wanted to field a comp- more competitive team yeah, I, this year. Joe, do you remember what I offered you? Well, I, I for, uh, honestly haven't even seen that you offered me something. I haven't looked oh, at the Joe, message board. Christ almighty. Well, remember, <laughs> I, I got my one thing for the year, according to you guys earlier. So. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> trying to sling a bunch of bullshit. That's what I'm saying, man. It, you know, it's totally true. Is I was it, trying is to it get still up there? I'll go no, I took it down. I mean, I assumed you weren't in. No, no. I think what happened was actually that some of the players that I had offered to Joe in a trade ended up going in another trade that I made. I, I think Greg will attest to the fact that I've missed a trade offer from him before because I didn't yeah. pay attention to the, the little green flag on the. Yeah, site. I will attest to the fact that, that Joe missed things. <laughs> <laughs> I have goes sleep with the switch despite having the best team in the league. See, you tried to tell them it was all right. Now they turn on you too, man. I <laughs> so the the oversight of the the situation is correct, Tim, and and ultimately you're right. My my mindset still would be today towards the young guys. That's not you know towards the future, towards the the prospects. I so think wanna, that's totally valid. But it doesn't change. I have one trade offer out right now, and it's for a an established player that would fill my weakest position. You know, who I'm trading for, the fact of the matter is I'm not going after more prospects today. I'm going after a guy to fill what I think is felt like was my weakest position. You know, nothing would make me... Ha- I've already done 
what I was doing with the prospects. That, that was my point. I've done that, and it's it, that part's done. Now, right. if I can win while I did that, then fuck, man. I mean, that to me, is it's a new challenge. I, so because of that, I'm trying to do it. But again, have we put together the best team we could since December? No, we've made that very clear that that wasn't our goal for the, the over. I, I totally get that. But when you say you're trying to win, basically what you mean is, if I understand you correctly, is that you look at your available players that you can put into your starting lineup, and you're going to put in the best potential players that you have, right? On a weekly basis. On a weekly correct. basis, right. So you're going to look at the schedule. I thought gonna... the Phillies were going to be better yeah, than the yeah. Angels. I, I, I get it, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm, look, I've made every fucking bad call in fantasy sports. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that if you have B-level players on your team and you put the best B-level players you have in there, that's not trying to win. That's just putting in a competitive team, hoping you'll walk into a couple. That, that And so when you say I'm trying to win... Like the Royals did a few years back. Yeah, I mean, he's still yeah, part I'm, of the game. Look, guys, I am not criticizing your philosophy. I'm criticizing the way you're characterizing the philosophy. No, but you, but it's a, it's offensive to me that you're saying I'm not trying to win. I'm right. trying to win over the long term. I I agree, but you're not trying to win this year, this week. If it happens, awesome. No, I am trying to win this week. Of it's, course, I'm trying to win this week. I'm not as concerned with it as I've been in past seasons. We have to recognize that if 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 this was a a league where people traded higher level players. More readily, would I would I try to acquire some of those players for sure? I th- That's not me. I, I'm sticking on the other side still. I'm not trading <laughs> prospects for. I'm not going that far. I'm just trying to win every week. Well, it, well part of it was part of it was <laughs> to too, be clear that, here. Listen, part of it was too that I had so many fucking prospects that I needed to. You know, I, I didn't. I you know I wanted to be able to field a major league roster. I made an offer for you for a solid young major league oh, outfielder, and you're like, nah, I don't like Padres. I, God, I hate that fucking guy. I had him last year. Trades anywhere I, else. I I've got Manuel plenty of Margo. people. I, Dude, I, I hate Manuel Margot. <laughs> he, he's he's a good major league player. He's not a good fantasy player. And you wanted Brendan Rodgers. Fuck you. That's that's not a reasonable trade. Need to make room. Yeah. Don't let him bully you. Eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some players. We'll see. Just love your philosophy, man. Be be proponents. Help the other dynasty listeners across the country understand oh. what it means to build a, a dynasty team. Tim giving us advice on what philosophies. Dude, do I can give you advice. Look how many fucking championships I have. I can give you advice. Tim, you're he's right. I'm gonna trade Posey and who else? I'm just I'm going all in. I'll start. Uh, oh, I don't have another catcher. Forget it. <laughs> I appreciate that spirited debate. Joe, dude, fucking stick up, man. Just don't let them kind of push you around, bud. Joe, don't go to the dark side, Joe. Joe is the dark side. Have you seen that fucking ridiculous score, for Christ's sake? That's what I'm saying. He does it in a nice way. He doesn't make people hate him when he beats Joe, (laughs) how much better would you be with that Astros pitching staff, though? Uh, One point. One point, and he didn't have to give shit up for it. Greg, one point. That's it. That fucking Yankee staff is nasty. The Mets are better on his bench. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. God By damn a, it. a nice amount, too. Fucking Joe. Fucking Joe. Bastard.
All right, well, boys, I hope you're uh, good and hydrated. And uh, I know we had had a couple of text exchanges about Brian Dozier, uh, Minnesota Twins second baseman, and his concern about Chance Cisco bunting in the seventh inning down 7 nothing, bunting against the shift, and Dozier took umbrage to this. He did not like it. He thought it was bullshit. He was calling out the veterans on the Baltimore Orioles team to help Chance understand how this game is played. And my head about exploded, and I couldn't understand, like, well, then get out of the shift. Like, what? Like, if you're shifting, then the guy's supposed to get on base. I mean, I don't know if he's using a Greg slash Jack strategy of win by losing. Huh. So we, we shift, even though we're up, to help the other team get back in it. I don't know if that's what that is. They they must have pressed Dozier for for more uh, insight into why he was so incensed by Cisco's bunt attempt. But he said that it wasn't just that he was bunting against the shift, but it actually went back to the previous inning. Oh right, yeah. When uh, a runner wasn't held on, and, and so um, the the Orioles weren't holding a runner of um, of Minnesota, and even though. They could have taken the second base because of defensive indifference. They chose not to. This is like the sixth fucking inning, by the way. So <laughs> they, they chose not to take the extra. And they only were up like 5-2 or 7-2. But because the Twins um, passed on their God-given right to take second on, a, on defensive uh, indifference, uh, Dozier was incensed that uh, that upstart Chancisco would then try to bunt against the shift. But your point is, for once, Tim, it's actually logical, which is, you know, why would they fucking do the shift? <laughs> Jesus. Because I think he was getting probably a lot of flack as being a douche, and so he was trying to equivocate after the fact. But it reminds me of the Gabe Kapler first few few weeks, uh, because, you know, we're talking, we've talked a lot about this podcast, especially last year, about unwritten rules. Mm. Well, He's breaking written rules as far as like he's not just focusing on written rules. Even his own players are starting to revolt. Nick Williams, one of my guys on my fantasy team, was uh, questioned about why he's not playing more, and he's like, "Well, I guess the computers uh, didn't want me to play." And it got me thinking, though. You know, his obnoxious personality aside, you know, this is a guy who apparently is trying to inject some analytics into his managerial decision-making in a, in a league or an industry that is major league baseball, that is so traditional. He's getting crucified for it. You know, in the same week where players are, are yelling at each other for not following these unwritten social rules. The one guy uh, in a managerial position, who's really trying to take analytics to another level, foolishly, I might add (laughs) is getting roundly criticized. So it's an industry that, um, on a whole, is very anti-technology, very anti-information, and wants to just base things on the way they've always been done since the 1880s. Yet they sell it in such a way that I could I could get more information on one pitch than I could 20 years ago about a whole game. I mean, I'm I'm loaded up with information. I could be sitting in the in the ballpark. I could be watching TV. I could be watching my MLB TV feed, and I can get just reams of information for every pitch, every hit, every everything that happens. So yeah. they're selling it in a high tech way for sure, and I, I I love that they are. It's right, supply and demand. I, I don't think they want to. 
the sport would probably be dead by now if they hadn't adapted <laughs> and, and started moving in that direction. But the old guys that are still uh, in the dugouts and, and uh, uh, spitting and such uh, probably would prefer it to be the other way around. It, you know, Kapler's definitely a, a student of the statistics. There's no doubt about it. You know, he's, like I said, done multiple things. I mean, some things he's just, yeah, the, the fact that you don't warm your fucking pitcher up and realize that he's not warming up is just a stupid fucking new manager mistake. That has nothing to do with analytics or otherwise. Uh, but he has made a, a lot of calls again, uh, you know, from, from game one. Uh, again, you pull your ace in the, in the six with 60 pitches um, just because the stats say uh, that this is probably going to happen the third time through. The game is changing, and and it and it has worked um, for for some folks. Like I said last week, it's uh, it, to jump off that hard, that quick, off uh, that big of a springboard. It, it, you're you know you have no choice but to have put a target on your back. And you know I guess we'll see if he's man enough to to handle it. The Phillies are going to have to win, in my opinion, for this guy to to make it. Well, the key is what you said about winning, because I guarantee you if Joe Madden was doing these same things in Chicago, he'd be the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's done some pretty off-the-wall stupid shit, too. It just happens that he won with it. Well, do you think that has to do, though, with Madden's personality? You know, I hate Madden's he, personality. Well, no, no, He's a I mean, moron. Well, I mean, but he seems to have the, he seems to capture the attention of his team. They seem to like him. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Coach. We love to dress up in costumes so, because well, if you don't, you're not going to play. You. Well, who knows? <laughs> you know, I, I look at I look at Kapler and Madden like uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. You know, you know, Jobs is annoying everybody, but maybe he's the real genius, and, and Kapler's <laughs> not going to get that fucking chance. You know, if they treated those guys like they're going to treat Kapler in Philadelphia, we'd still be. You know, using DOS to program our fucking computer. <laughs> Joe Madden said that the cheesesteak fan in Philly is not going to like Gabe. The sushi fan is going to love him. And I thought that was really interesting. And then I see opening day at the ballpark in Philadelphia, and they announce his name, his very first game ever as manager, and the Philly fans boo him. That is a tough town. I mean, come on. What would you say that split is, though, Jack, being a real Philadelphian not, there between cheesesteak and sushi? 97.3? Yeah, not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, part of it was that Madden was in a, was coaching for a team that no one ever went to the games. No one was there. He could just do whatever he wanted to do. This is Philadelphia, man. They know their sports. They know what's going on. Madden kind of became kooky too, right? Like he wasn't, he didn't do all this crazy shit right away, did angels. he? Or did we, were we just not paying attention down there? He wasn't crazy <laughs> with the angels. Maybe that's my point, right? No, I think he, I, well, I, I think part of it was he didn't come out of the shoots like that. And right. the, the, you know, Tampa Establish Bay. Establish yourself. Something, dude. He, well, yeah, and, and it wasn't as advanced then. But, you know, now in these this era of, of shifts of, of sitting players based on, what the numbers say about them against this pitcher versus just maybe a feel. There's definitely a change, and, and I think Kapler's embracing the fact that he's going out there. And I, I don't know what he studied at Cal State Fullerton, but but he has certainly embraced this. Oh, yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But don't you think that Madden was kind of like the kooky, lovable, besides for Joe, madcap professor where Kapler, he seems to <laughs> genuinely rub a lot of people the wrong way. But if they win... It'll turn around. Of course, but will he get that chance? Right, he's all in. He's already losing the clubhouse. I mean, fuck. I mean, a a twenty-two-year-old guy in his second year in the majors is throwing 
not so veiled digs at the manager on April 6th. You know, it's uh, that's not a good right, sign. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not talking about right Ryan Howard that had been there. Yeah. For eight years. This kid's barely, you know, he, he we, we didn't even we had him penciled in as the starter. And, and he's not the first one. And again, the Phillies have come out. Kapler's come out multiple times talking about how they all get it. They all understand. Well, again, Adubel Herrera wasn't very fucking happy that he wasn't in the lineup on opening day either. So, you know who likes it? Scott Kingery is pretty fucking happy right now because he wasn't <laughs> supposed to be on the fucking team. Right. And he's playing yeah. shortstop at third base. And Is Kingery better than Herrera? I, I, you know, honestly, it's it, it, arguable already, which is pretty crazy. Um, so but, but Herrera wrong. Again, and this is where kind of the this that that unwritten rule situation. Herrera had been the best hitter on the Phillies for the past couple years. How could you leave that guy out of your starting lineup? And maybe as they start earning the spots, maybe that'll change. I don't know. Um, he's doing the same thing with the pitchers. Again, I think we went through eight pitchers today. Oh man, you know he, he's um, again nobody's you know nobody's arms getting tired, but we're <laughs> we're we're running out of pitchers on a daily basis. So. We'll see. We'll see. Well, it's um, it's going to be fun to watch one way or the other, whether it works out for us maybe, or not. Maybe he's establishing a situation where the pitchers know they have to be ready at any moment to come in. Maybe they'll be more prepared, <laughs> but more so than ever, actually. <laughs> well, but 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 the uh, part coach, of, I, I mean, was eating popcorn. I need you on the mound. <laughs> but I do like Joe. Joe's view is an interesting one, which is basically how much of this is just the press going bonkers, right? They got a new story. They're going to get, you know, five or six weeks out of it, and then it'll kind of fade off into oblivion. And uh, how much of it is is actual fact, right? Uh, you know, Occam's Razor. Maybe maybe he's just making his typical mistakes. He's trying to be a little more competitive, and the 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 press is is loving it. And I guess you would count us as part of the press, right? I mean, of course, in a weird way. Maybe they'll bring in Nick Foles. Oh my God, Joe! I was just about to say you should have lunch with Nick Foles. You know, <laughs> learn some fucking humility. See, this is why I never say anything. I don't want to upset Greg. No, that's great. I'm I'm happy that this is uh, you know, I exclaimed in excitement. You're, you're happy that don't that Joe doesn't want to upset you. Why Why would he be so afraid no, no. of upsetting? No, no, I'm happy that Joe that we were thinking the same thing about Nick Foles. Do we have a kind of a similar in our dynasty league? Do we have unwritten rules that? that you know we have players that are pushing against or um, we talked about the dreamers at length last year for not replacing Freddie Freeman or excuse me not putting in Freddie Freeman to replace an injured player midweek and it and and maybe they were trying to play for the next year other other <laughs> other other that's not what they were doing or they just weren't paying attention but I think the, no, our, they, our, that, we, they were wondering if they were even going to continue they weren't playing for next year well, this is this. You know, I'll tell you guys. This Tim's leading us well down a path that uh, I'm going to bring up something. You know, I, I, I listened to the first week's podcast that I missed because I was uh, not uh, committed, hanging on out balcony. on a balcony. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> not I was committed super, on a balcony. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> that. That whole draft for cream cheese. That whole draft night, I got really pissed off that night. I mean, legitimately angry. And, and I, you know, I there's like you know, trash talking fantasy sports, angry. And, and some, I just got super pissed that night and I'll tell you why it's because of that, um, that, uh, edict at the beginning of the draft about the competitive clause that really pissed me off. Just the, 
the way that it was delivered to the league, like, oh, guys, you know, we're going to vote on some rules, rule changes here, because we're all owners and members of this league. But before we do that, I'm going to lay down on you guys uh, this competitive clause that we've uh, decided is going to be enforced this year. Why did that bother you? We we discussed well, we, that as a group, as a as a whole. We talked about it in length. We yeah, we actually but we didn't. We never came to any really any gr- agreement. Yeah, we did. We, we we we. I thought we did. We came to the I agreement that there was no rule that we didn't want to create. Remember, Scotty was involved, right. and and so that I, I, I again we all said basically what it's going to come down to is just saying everybody play like a gentleman. Everybody put the your your best foot forward. And and leave it at and hope that that works and that's really all the clause says, but, right? But I get, but I guess that to make that a clause because I thought that's what we were all doing with the in the years that we've all been in this league, with the one weird exception of what happened with one team last year. You know, knowing my uh, my philosophy and the fact that I was building for the future, I was like, what? You know, didn't we talk this out last year? Is it really necessary? to make a pronouncement like this when we had one weird exception, uh, we seem to be past it with those owners. And so what is the intent and purpose of making this announcement? I, I found it to be like executive overreach to the, to the nth degree. Well, you're, you're, you're attached as well because of the podcast and such. So first of all, consider the fact that that person, whoever was in question, never was part of the conversation exactly. nor agreed to anything. So Plus, talk to him, talk to them the privately. Oh, that's kind of what we're doing. Then on the other side, you have the other owners of the league that may or may not listen and so on and so forth. So the, all they know is that it happened. And, you know, again, there was no, it's, it's very difficult to, to, I mean, as you could see, just the, the draft to get everybody together, but that seemed like the place to do it. That seemed like a way to do it without straight up calling anyone out. Right. And again, it's something that, um, <clears throat> quite honestly, Greg has been, unfortunately in the past has had to be brought up as well prior to you joining the league and in past or whatever, uh, but hasn't had to been discussed in, in, in quite some time. And it just seemed like it was the time to bring it up. Well, I disagree I, that it should exist, that, that, that it's no, that, 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 that it, that it needs, that to, be it needs to exist. Like no, uh, that it needs to be announced like that. That's the kind of thing that I think if, if you have, <laughs> you know, uh, if if the commissioner or the other members of the league feel like there's an issue with an owner, then you have a conversation with that one owner. But, you know, I've been in the league, what now, 10 years, and last year was the first time that I remember anything strange happening, and it was addressed with, you know, uh, at least one of the two owners responsible for that team. And, and I guess, you know, by virtue of the fact that they were continuing on the league that it had been addressed. And I, I, I feel like anybody who was about it. Hmm? Yeah, but I'm sure, I mean, you, we all, I mean, I don't talk to every guy in the league, but I think most of the guys have some, I mean, connection to one another and probably feel it, but it wasn't like, we just want to clarify. And this is the way it is. It wasn't like, don't do this. You know, and, and Scotty's question, I think captured the same type of uh, reaction which is well, what are you going to do about it if if it's if it happens and and if it's only if it's an, if it's happened twice in fifteen years, is it really necessary to make a pronouncement? I've been in a lot of drafts with this league, and we've never made any kind of a announcement like that, you know. And it just again, it got me wondering based on my philosophy, you know, is this is this being directed at uh, the zombie team last year, or, or is this being directed at me 
so that as I compose my uh, roster and my lineup every week, I now have to be conscious of, you know, is, does this pass muster with the Troika, you know, uh, of the league office? Just barely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I was in the conversation, obviously, helping, you know, put all that together. So I was in kind of your situation while I was helping draft the the thing. So I didn't take it personally. Um, well, so you're I, part yeah. of the you're part of the Troika. You're Medvedev and, and Tim right, but and you guys. But are, I'm also in your position this year. Obviously, Tim explains that. So again, you know that that my my point. It, it, the only in my opinion, my personal opinion, and this wasn't part of the rule. In my personal opinion, had you not made some effort to put together some sort of a bench. Um, then in my personal opinion, then I, I personally could have questioned you in because of that rule. Um, if yeah, you but, had but you know covered what? But, for this but, year, but, but, but you, I, you've done that then some, but if you hadn't, that would be the only, whether or not who you start each week, again, you're, you're my guys, your guys aren't good enough to really be in the talks of that rule the way we did last year. It's again, for obvious situations again your your top tier guys but we but we should have to carry a roster so that in I that agree. aspect yeah, i've never so i've never had an only, intention to do otherwise yeah so that would be the only the, the other than that then no there was no intention for you it was absolutely in my my personal opinion when i talked about it i was talking about last year and and so and not a big deal it's early in the season it's week 1 game 1 but that same team left a fucking player in for four days this week that didn't play. If this was the last week of the season and somebody was trying to get to the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. Again, that's, that's all we're saying is if you're going to play, just do your best. Uh, I agree, but take it up with the offenders. Don't, don't uh, make a sweeping statement as if we've got a. Well, your your point of, is the statement wasn't necessary, and here it is. Uh, again, we made no, the, the statement. No, and we're my doing point it again. was clause or policy wasn't necessary. Pardon? My point would be that we have a conversation with any offenders and, and go from there. I can't argue per se. However, part of my thought process on why it happened in the first place is because we never had that blanket statement before when these people joined the league. So. It hadn't been said, stated. So I don't know that that person last year knew if they were intending to do what they were doing. I don't know that they knew that it was, quote unquote, an unwritten rule. So, uh, you know, by making that blanket statement now, again, had we handled it your way, then maybe somebody else would have done it again. This way, we know it's covered. We said it. And and in my opinion, you know, again. What's well, going that, to and maybe it wasn't specific enough, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't specific enough because, you know, I, I interpreted it as a, a shot across my bow and I didn't appreciate it. And so, you know, maybe it wasn't specific enough and we should have, you know, instead of pussyfooting around, uh, we're supposed to drink when I said that you, you have a direct conversation and we just fess up and say, Hey, last year we had a situation where, where one team wasn't uh, actively engaged enough to change injured players. And guys, you can't do that, you know, but this competitive, nah, they both happened. I, yeah. I had a very direct conversation. We figured that uh, um, in terms of expanding the constitution and really trying to memorialize what this league is about, Greg, 
the reality was it caused three weeks of discussion on our podcast. I mean, that's how important it was to all of us. You know, it was brought up. I think Joe brought up the fact, and Greg, I think you did too, that it was hard to to come into a new league and to know what the unwritten rules were and to understand, you know, okay, if my strategy is that I want to get a better spot next year, that I just leave an injured guy in. And so what we put in, this is the this is the clause that is in the Constitution, the competitive spirit clause. We expect every team to field the best team possible every week, regardless of long-term strategies. And I would say it is not about you. And and in fact, you you and Jack, as much as we've talked about what your strategy is, you are absolutely 100% inside this clause. Trying yeah, to the, win. You, you're just, the, 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 you're winning for next year, right? Um, but you're not doing it by trying to mess with your roster right now in the sense that you're not going to replace injured players. You're not going to pay attention. We don't want zombie teams for sure. So um, I appreciate where you're coming from. And I think that's why we came down and we just called it a spirit clause as opposed to there'll be any penalty against it. It it was a way to communicate. And then anyone else we bring in. So say Justin comes into the league, we give him the the constitution. He can read it. He's going to see, he's going to know that we want to, uh, you know, make sure that we're, you know, the integrity of putting a competitive team out there is out, is out there, which again, you and Jack have absolutely done uh, more so than I think other teams have more so probably than I did when I Greg was, has more than me. Right. right. I, I think, right. If anyone, I, I could be questioned more than even Greg at this point. Right. So. Well, but that, that's what, honestly, guys, that's what I object to is just what Jack just said that, you know, the thought that anybody's is looking over my fucking shoulder and questioning me or not questioning me. I don't like executive orders. You know, I, I like uh, if we're in a league and this is a democracy, just like any other rule to talk about, should we adopt a clause like this? It's guys? not a democracy. This is not a democracy. You say we have a commissioner. Well, no, do we have an elected we, or, or, president. Or, or do we have two? We have two. How many commissioners do we Dude, have? Dude, I would love to split the work. This fucking job sucks. I mean, if you want to take it, I'll, I'll send it right over to you. Absolutely. No, no, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, you know, that, um, you know, Jack and you were were discussing it, you know? Right. This came we out all, of all yeah, of we us all discussed discussing it, it on the podcast many, last year. Right. There are many discussions about all of the rules. And, and the fact is, it's not an people. edict because there's yeah. no punishment for it. Yeah, but my rules that we discussed on the podcast last year didn't make it to the ballot. Was that? About the uh, an extra substitution for a non-injured player. I don't remember that one. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm not part of the Troika, so I don't get to get my fucking thing. This is down. not a Troika. I had, I was, had no part of drafting these rules, although I, I thought they were good ones. And I, I did not take that as an edict. And I, I blindsided by the fact that you thought it was a shot across your bow. I didn't even think of you when that came out. All I could think of was the zombie team from last year. So, so, so Tim had the conversation with the zombie team last year. It should have ended there, you know. Well, that's a good well, point. Again, this is like I said. The 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 other weird part is that Tim is trying to do what I should have done years ago and 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 memorialize all of this. So, even though we're in the middle of a league from season to season, this is the first time that this has been all put down like this in this fashion that we actually sat down and said, okay, this doesn't exist anymore. This needs to be taken out. This used to be the case, but it's not anymore. And, and put it all on paper. Um, so, uh, you know, again, if, if we hadn't have done that and then just said, Hey guys, there's a new rule, blah, 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 that then I, I can see a, 
being a little odder, but it just seemed like, again, if we're going to put this on paper and we're going to make sure that this is the case from now on, that these are the rules we're going to follow, so on and so forth, that belongs there. It, but it's, it does. Is, is it even a rule? Is there a punishment for As it? As a matter of fact, no, you know what? honestly, the reason that we haven't, the reason we haven't even had to talk about it is because me and Tim talk about it before I, at the time when it was my lead, when, when I was running it, we talked about it before we said, yes, let's go ahead and let Greg in because Tim and, and said, I, look, this is the kind of guy he is. This is who he does. You know, this is what we can depend on so on and so forth from each of the guys that he's brought in. And, and it's been the case. Um, and, and again, I, I, we, I still haven't talked to this. I don't know if it was the case last year. So I <laughs> no, just, we know I, it wasn't the case because they were, they, they were abandoning the league. potentially. No, you're talking about two different things. Well, mm. they, one of them was the one had abandoned the other well, was no, still the other playing was, and had well, the it, other one was going to abandon because he didn't think he could stay in the league long term. So his, his focus right, he was, made, he had made moves and just chose not to make that one. It, uh, at least it seemed that way again. It, it, again, guys, I don't regardless. object to the idea that we want to require people to make uh, injury substitutions. I objected to the, uh, to the pronouncement and to Joe's point, there's no no teeth to it. To Scott's point, there's no teeth to it. So it, it felt like a right. It's like uh, me walking into my kids' room and saying, "Guys, play nice." Yeah. Well, That's no. I mean, it, it it felt like a pronouncement that was really intended for one person that for a conversation that had already happened. It was intended it, for but, ten people because, and it was brought to to the table in light because of one person. I thought it was a good way to do it without embarrassing somebody. That was the, the converse, the private conversation already took place. You're not embarrassing that team again, but you make it known to everybody. Hey, remember, this is the way we do things around here. And, and on that note, I would like to self-report. I did not replace Cody Bellinger today. Um, I'll take my slap on the wrist. Uh, even though he had food poisoning and he had well, a then, you know, if, his name. If, it's, if it's an edict, then we should have a penalty for it. That's why it's not an edict. Then why then why discuss it if it's only something? It's, it's a gentlemanly it's way to do something. it. If we need to make it an edict, then we can talk about making an edict and vote on it. If it's only something that will uh, result in a private uh, conversation, a gentle reminder, then there's no point in announcing it because it, yeah. it's happened twice in 15 years. Yeah, that, that's not true, actually. I, I I would have to say that's not true. I, I, I don't know that, that, and I guess if we had to, Tim, we could put it on paper, but if somebody was continuously, repetitively, intentionally doing this, then, uh, yes, they would be removed from the fucking league eventually. Right, I mean, if, if, if. Yeah, but this if, was... If, we, this if was, nobody paid their dues, they'd be removed from the league. There's a lot of that, potential not, things. Not necessarily. We're pretty lax yeah. on that, too. <laughs> you do a great but job you know of that, saying. but... And honestly, I don't think if we hadn't had those discussions last year that I would have thought it. And I listen, um, I I do appreciate what you're saying, Greg. We're a league of gentlemen. We shouldn't have to put that in there. I felt Agreed. like um, at least putting that into the Constitution as a statement of who we are as a collection of gentlemen was was not harmful. There was purposely no teeth put into it. I think Greg, uh, I, I think uh, Scotty called that out in the draft pretty explicitly. Um, and I think if we had tried to put some teeth in it, we may have had some people push back rightly so, because then how do you prove right. it? Right. How, right. Do, how do you say, Oh, well you intentionally didn't do this. Right. That's my point. Yeah. So to me, I think it speaks more to what we care about in this league. It was a statement. Um, it, it's a spirit 
it's a way we approach the game. So I just thought it was executive overreach. Well, uh, you know, again, I was I was probably more of a proponent for it existing than even Tim was. And, and like I said, if anybody has the right to take it as a shot across the bow, I would think it would be me and I'm the one that wanted it in there. So, again, just, you know, that wasn't the case. It definitely wasn't personal towards any individual. Um, again, I understand what you're saying. You're kind of agreeing with me. Um, it shouldn't no, uh, have to exist. It shouldn't. I, 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 no, it, it shouldn't have to exist. I don't think it does need to exist. It shouldn't have to, and it doesn't need to exist. We had one situation, one significant situation. So two let's say. situations that need to exist or three. Or um, four. yeah, maybe, Which I don't know, but, but let's right. cross that bridge. You know, they, they need to put a speed bump on a fucking parking lot shopping after one accident or two accidents or three accidents. You know, I, I don't know. But they put it there first and there's no, accidents. I, I don't deal with hypotheticals. Deal with I deal with what is, what preventive is maintenance, happened. Greg, preventive maintenance. Oh dude. Okay. Well, so we should do a, uh, every bad thing that one of these owners could anymore, do. Too. One of these, any bad thing that one of these owners could do, we should have a disclaimer and an announcement about that. No, because I think our competitive spirit clause pretty much <laughs> uh, I think, captures I, I think we had an unstated competitive spirit clause that we are all living up to with one exception in an, under a weird circumstance that was dealt with and corrected, and I, I think it's an insult that it needed to be stated. So noted. It's staying in. Well, I mean, I, I know I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, Medvedev or, or uh, Putin. I have no I have no authority or power. I'm not a president for ex president for life. You can be. Do you want to be commissioner? Like I'm happily to hand it over. You're the only yeah, one maybe. that hasn't been here. Actually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I do. Then you'll see some executive orders float out of the fucking commissioner's <laughs> office. Oh, okay. Oh, I, oh, 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 I get it. Uh, <laughs> That's I'm good sorry. You, though. You're quite the libertarian until you get the fucking keys to the car. Then you're That's like, right. we're going, we're Absolute going, motherfucker. Power corrupts, baby. Shakespeare said it. I think I give the league more credit because I don't think it's necessary to uh, plaster a gentleman's uh, let's all try to do our best agreement. I totally disagree, man. Like when I talk about this league to other people, when I and there are a lot of people that want to be in this league, one of the biggest things I talk about is that we're a league of gentlemen, that, that exactly. we play this right. I agree. So what's wrong with stating that in our goddamn constitution? Right. What, what's right. wrong with Stop that? There. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, like maybe it's some, maybe like maybe you put it in the constitution, and then that's something that any new members have to uh, review and agree to. Well, if you want to put more rules in, we could do that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, not saying. I'm it, saying nobody has to put the, their hand on a Bible. Right. No. I'm, what I'm saying is, I, I don't think it was necessary. I think we all have conducted so ourselves if you were like to just describe the the spirit of this. Tell me, and I will I will type it right I, into the constitution. Again, right now. I, I'm not saying. That that you've mischaracterized what the spirit of the league is. I'm saying that to to read it to us all, you know, implies it, to me that you know, hey guys, be on your best behavior. You need to be aware of this and and, and act accordingly. When we were already acting accordingly, was so there I, at least a, a question about this last season? Yeah, and, and again, you, you we have a conversation with that one offender, and then if any new league members come into the league, you say, hey, you know what? It's something we don't really talk about because these are such great fucking guys. And so don't say anything to Greg. Don't say nothing to, to the Greg because it really pisses him so, off. But, but since but. you're new to the league, you should read this. If you really feel that way, why did you have that conversation with your employees several years ago about missing spoons? 
You shouldn't have had to say anything about the missing spoons, right? There were there weren't a collection of gentlemen, unfortunately. <laughs> So let me read the preamble for you. We, the people of the Juices Fantasy Baseball League, in order to form a more perfect game, establish an even playing field, create a competitive environment, ensure league-wide, tra- league-wide tranquility, promote the general welfare on draft day and beyond, and satisfy our own individual failures as athletes to ordain and establish this constitution for the Juiceless Fantasy Baseball League. Do you have a problem with that? No. I wrote, but create I, a competitive yeah, but- environment. But why? I mean, why do we have to say that? Uh, it's like saying, uh, you know, somebody walk in, uh, we're not in a court of law here. It's like saying somebody, you need to take an oath of honesty. You know, it's like, it's like signing a, a loyalty contract. It's like, remember you guys ever see uh, dazed and confused? It's like signing that fucking commitment paper that, uh, Randall Pink Floyd didn't want to sign. Cause he was like, no, I'm committed to my teammates. You don't need me to sign this fucking piece of paper. That's the way it strikes me. All right. I'm going to rename it the Randall Pink Floyd competitive spirit clause. How's that? Yeah, you should. All right. Yeah. Randall. Do you think, do you think that you would have the same, um, hatred towards it? Uh, angriness towards it H- had your team been in a different position this year do you think no. that that any of it because you did say that you felt it was a shot across your bow specifically do you think that i don't like our authoritarian with- regimes no matter how i'm doing you know <laughs> oligarchies <laughs> leave my spoons in place yeah <laughs> well thank you those I, spoons I do, do not that. belong to you uh, is it Randall R A N D A L? Yeah, I believe so. Might have been two L's on the end. I can't recall. All right, we'll just. It was one of those London twins, and I can't. I don't know if it was the one who imploded or the one who just sank into anonymity. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. I did not know sure. that made you that upset. Yeah, sure. Well, it um, did. Honestly, it well, would've... and believe me, all the all the late arrivers and the technical issues and the. Uh, million conversations of uh, that that didn't you know uh that didn't help you know uh here and, here yeah and, and like you know those in in trying to vote on rules under those circumstances was, you know it was like a bath party caucus you know but uh, <laughs> it, uh but it but it certainly didn't get me off to a good start and that's why when my when i fucked up the draft order you know, I was so, I was, I was spun at that point. I was like, what the fuck? You know, I was so angry and then I was confused. Oh, not a good night. Well, you got your man and, and he was awesome for you this week. Matt yeah, Olson, baby. Yeah. He was okay. Yeah. Matt Olson. Well, boys, that was a, uh, for all the policy wonks that listen to this podcast, I'm sure they really <laughs> enjoyed that. And, uh, Greg, I really appreciate you bringing that up sure. and, uh, it was certainly definitely help, uh, helpful. Chris Wallace just texted me. What's the talk next Sunday? <laughs> I'm starting all, all Phillies and Brewers this week. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trading. I'm trading for Christian Yelich and starting him. It's well, somebody else is starting him. So, <laughs> hmm. all right, Joe. Well, let's let's go ahead and I think I think we definitely need to hydrate maybe refill our beers and uh, come back. We'll just do a quick run through what happened this week and we'll marvel at Joe's team for the ages. Ah, fuck off.
Welcome back, boys. Uh, let's do a quick run-through on the games of the week and anything that jumped out at you. So we had Lethal Injection beating Omission Commission. We had Reardon Metal uh, just really hammering uh, a great week by Philadelphia Experiment, but Reardon Metal had a an even better week. Uh, St. Locash uh, took down the Punks. Mr. Blonde's Heroes stepping out, uh, beating down the street people, Bad Street. And 47 Ronin took down the Dreamers. So mostly how we thought it would go, right, guys? I mean, obviously, Greg, your team, stepping out there with a really good score. I think the third highest score of the week. And then Philadelphia Experience with the fourth highest score of the week. So uh, maybe I contradict myself a little bit in saying that you guys are putting up product up there that um, is uh, even more competitive than some guys who aren't as so open about what their long-term strategies are. So well done there. And Joe, just, uh, you know, balanced effort all the way across. I mean, no weak spots on your team at any and spot. You're, and you were right there with me. Uh, you're you're almost at 70 at this point, and you still got two guys playing. Yeah, I, so. I, I think if, you know, if anything, again, um, extended week. So kind of interesting. Usually that first week short, so it has even less value than, than any of the other weeks on top of the fact that it's the first week. Um, so this one has a little more value being the extended week. So you saw, um, again, the, the matchup of last year's championship uh, with Mike and Scotty and um, ended the same way. Uh, that the championship did. You saw a, uh, a matchup of the two worst teams from last year and Greg and uh, Mike's dad. And um, it, uh, Greg came out on top, 1-0. Congratulations. And, um, and then, of course, the, the two powerhouses, Joe and, uh, and Tim, um, flexing their muscles. And then, uh, you know, the other thing, the, the one tight division we talked about was Chris and, and – uh, and LJ, and again, we're it's one game in, but Chris definitely handled him this week. So, um, again, much like uh, Tim had uh, foreseen, Chris is a one and zero as well. So, interesting week for again, uh, uh, probably more value than most of our first weeks have been in the uh, in the past seasons. Dude, if I could buy a Stink Fist T-shirt, I would. I fucking love that team. <laughs> uh, well, I think I predicted them to win their division as well. I'm a fan of them as well. I think and we all did. did. Yeah, they had a nice first week. I just don't think it's as I think LJ has a better chance than the rest of you, but we all picked Chris, yes. But I, I still think LJ has a shot. He's just LJ's just got a couple of guys that I think could carry him. But again, as as Greg pointed out, if he's going to be starting um uh what's his name on the Reds and a couple of other guys, then he might be in for a longer season. But, Anytime you start with what's his name? Probably not. <laughs> it's probably not. Uh, Hamilton. <laughs> right. Billy Hamilton. Oh, yeah, right. Now. Okay, You're guys. Your sandwich. Good night. <laughs> Have a good night. Later, boys. Night. He'll be here all week. Yeah. <laughs> right. Stand up philosopher. <laughs> good night, fellas. Good night.
Oh, by the way, I should have shoved this into it, but again, I make a mistake. I make a mistake about this time every year. I dropped Thames already, like an idiot, and Greg mm. picked him up. So another good pickup for this year. Good job, Greg. Thank you. I don't. Yeah, whatever. The ring around the posy thing you guys are playing is not funny. <laughs> Tim's paranoid. Tim liked it a lot better when you and I were enemies. I like yeah, this. Yeah, this one goes. Hey, that's a good strategy. When you're weak, huddle together. 